Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so happy that you're here. This episode is titled Three Proven Steps to Assure That Your Waiting Season Is Not Wasted. And We spoke a little bit last week about why exactly this was so important to us, but the reason being is because I think every single woman has either gone through, is going through, or will go through a season of waiting in wilderness. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like whether it's waiting on a new job or waiting on the right man, maybe you're single, maybe you're waiting to get pregnant, you know whatever it is, there's lots of different times in life when God just has us waiting and it's not a very comfortable place to be. Sometimes it can actually be a very painful and tough place to be, but there is beauty and there are lessons in that season of waiting. And from what I've learned personally, there's also so much faith growth and your relationship with the Lord can grow so much at that time as well. So here we are today um, talking about this topic and really just what to do when you're feeling stuck. You don't know what your purpose is or what direction to go. So yeah, let's dive into it, Joe. Yeah. And I, I think this might be one of my favorite topics that we talk about. And I'm glad that we're doing it first because I feel like I'm actually in the wilderness right now. I mean, of course I have amazing things happening right now with the podcast and our brand and all these things. But if I'm being honest, even in my personal life, things have been rocky, like very rocky. I feel, you know, just life hit, you know, life has hit and if you guys follow me on my personal page, you guys know some of the things that I've gone through, but walking away from a career, losing someone that I thought I was going to be married to, you know, having a death in the family, like everything happening within a 30 day frame. I was like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, what is happening? Why is my whole life feeling like it's being turned upside down? And so I really felt like I was walking in the wilderness these past few months. And what's really beautiful though, is that I also feel like he has spoken so loudly to me. Like I, at some points I was like, Lord, are you there? Like, kind of like, are you, are you with me? Even though I knew he was, but at the same time, he's, he's just shown me, you know, day in, day out, little things that is, it has reminded me that he's been there every single step of the way. I mean, look at us now we're sitting here doing a podcast that has been on our hearts for, for years now. And that wouldn't have happened unless the wilderness that I had just gone through. Truly. I don't think it would have. So yeah, I, I think we've also kind of gone through the same wilderness, even with our other MLM company, we both left and had this like massive identity crisis. Like, yeah, we didn't know who we were without that, Absolutely, you know? And I feel like we, and, and honestly, let's be, we can even get real, real. I mean, even our friendship got shaky. Like we were kind of questioning, like how, how could we continue being friends outside of business because we had just been business friends for so long. And I think going through that made us even stronger of friends, being able to have those tough conversations and being able to learn through that. So if you want to share your kind of experience with that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like for the past few years, I feel like it's just been the career thing, you know, because I was so set 
in stone in my MLM career. And it was so successful. And honestly, like people thought that I was crazy for leaving when I did, but I knew that God was calling me into ministry. But then because I stepped away and I had no plan, like I said, knew I was called into ministry, but I had no idea what that looked like. You know, I prayed and prayed and prayed and it was like, it just never was coming to fruition. And so then I started like questioning, am I crazy? (laughs) You know? And so I sat in that wilderness for several years, honestly, until now, like within the past few weeks of us starting within her soul. And I see now that the part of the reason being is because, and we didn't know this at the time, but because God was using Jordan's experiences and her, um, you know, different jobs that she's had, um, or the one job that you've had, um, you know, the ways that you grew through that, he was using the experiences that I'd had with blogging and the online world these past, this past year and a half, um, as well as like my fitness coaching. And, um, there's just so many ways that I can look back now and I can say, I don't think that we would be here. Had we not gone through this and this and this and this, um, For sure. And of course, like I said, at the time, it wasn't easy to see, oh, well, God's using this to prepare us. So I can relate to what Jordan said through um, the MLM thing and through leaving and just not knowing what the heck to do with my career. But let me tell you, the past few years of being in this wilderness season career wise and kind of bouncing from the MLM world to doing pretty much nothing for a little while into getting my personal training certification and, you know, coaching women and loving that, but still not feeling completely fulfilled. Like it's what I was ultimately called to do going into blogging, doing all these different things, just in the online space, I can look back and I can say, wow, like God really made me learn to rely on him during that time. And so it's cool to look back and see how you've grown. Um, but not only that, like you know, Jordan has mentioned that she's in a season of singleness right now. And I was in a single season of singleness, if I could talk for several years. And honestly, like, I just remember feeling so behind. Um, I felt like, you know, it was in my head that I was supposed to be married by this certain age. And, you know, I didn't meet my husband until I was 25, 20, yeah, 25. And so I just felt so behind and I felt like, when is it going to be my turn? You know? And I think that we, so many women feel that way, regardless of what your season of waiting looks like. I was going to say this too. I feel like even, I think what's really cool about me and Sid's relationship is we actually are so different in our walks of life, but we've also gone through a lot of the same things. Um, and it's like, I've gone through things maybe before her, or she's gone through things maybe before me, but what's really cool about our our relationship and our friendship is really, she was a mentor to me in some of the really dark wilderness seasons I was in. Um, I honestly didn't think I would share this with anyone, but like when my friends were getting married and finding their boyfriends and I had a lot of resentment and I knew that was not from the Lord. I knew that was not the feeling that I should be having. And, and especially for your closest friends, I was like, I would call Sydney and I'd just be crying. I'd be like, please pray over me. Like pray this ugliness, like it, cause it felt like I was, you know, being ugly, but what it was, it was just human. I was just being human. And I think kind of normalizing that, knowing that like, sometimes you will feel just a slight resentment, but if you know that that's not from the Lord, you can pray um, over that and God will give you joy. That ended up, I ended up be, becoming really mended and, and feeling like, okay, just because this is not happening to me right now, it will. And as we've talked about 
you know, in the previous episode, I am single now. And, but I just recently came out of a relationship, which we'll dive into this, especially come February when we start talking about dating, but God gave me certain relationships and certain wildernesses to go through to prepare me, just like Sid said, prepared me to, to do what I'm doing now. And without certain lessons and certain heartbreaks and, you know, protection that God has put over my life, it actually, it, I needed it. Like I realized now that it all had a perfect plan. And I know that's so cliche to say is like, it's all in God's perfect plan, but it really is like everything you go through, everything that we've gone through has been for such a time as this, it truly has. And it's, it's cool to see now looking back, like Sid said, like sometimes we look at our wilderness seasons and we're like, how could this be good? I, I cannot tell you how many times I was come out of my mouth where I'm just like, please, Lord, explain to me how this is going to be for my good later. Because in this, in the season of wilderness, you do not feel that at all. Right. But hopefully yeah. if you are in that season, you can be encouraged. Um, and we'll actually give you, you know, things to actually walk away with on this episode to help you not waste your season of wilderness. And so, yeah, Absolutely. let's, let's kind of dive into yeah. that. So is there anything else you want to share about? Yeah. I mean, I just want to say like, I personally know how tough the wilderness seasons are. Mm-hmm. I still remember like laying on my porch swing on my back porch when I was single and like crying and being like, God, like, what am I doing wrong? Like I said earlier, when is it going to be my turn? I just want to say like, if you are in a season of wilderness and I just want to get this out there before we go into our three points today. Um, but God does fulfill the desires of your heart. Like he Mm -hmm. promises to do that in scripture. He says that he gives us the desires of our heart. And so that's not to say that he may change the desire of your heart. If your desire right now is to, to be pregnant, if your desire right now is to have a new career, if your desire right now is to be a wife, you know, whatever it is, he's going to fulfill that desires. He is a good father. He's a good God. His word promises that he's going to fulfill them. And so what I want to challenge you or better yet, just encourage you to do is say this simple prayer every single day, Lord, align my desires with your desires for me. That is something I literally prayed all the time when I was single and I was just so desperately desiring a husband. And guess what? My desire never changed. And lo and behold, I meet this guy in a dating app and we're married nine months later. So yeah. I was going to actually add to that whenever, um, before I had met the guy I was previously dating, you know, I had come to a place where I said, Lord, like I want a relationship so badly, but then I had to realize that like, did I want a relationship with a man more than I wanted the relationship with him? And I had Mm -hmm. to get to a place where I said, Lord, at this point, I know I was like, at this point, what you have for me is enough. And that's actually when I went into my next relationship. And though it wasn't the the end of like having a husband, I think, I think the Lord prepares us in a way where he, he gives us things when we're ready. And it really is the positioning of your heart and, and the relationship you have with him. And so, yeah, whenever I got to that place, I was like, who am I? Like, I'm actually telling God, like, I would be okay if I didn't have a husband or I didn't have kids. Now that's not the actual desires of my heart, but I think it was a, it was a surrendering. That's actually where I was coming from. It was like, Lord, I am now fully putting this in your hands. And that was such a freeing feeling. And it it definitely helped me in my season for sure. My season. of Love it. So let's kind of go into some scripture. Are you good with that? Anything else you want to add to that? Soul scripture time. Soul scriptures. Okay. So in really what I thought was so cool about 
the word wilderness is it's actually in Hebrew is midbar. And I was just kind of doing some research on this and it actually, what midbar stands for is basically the word speak or word. And when I was reading into this, I was like, whoa, okay. If that, if the Hebrew word of wilderness is midbar, and that actually means speak or word, that means God actually speaks or gives a word in our wilderness. Like that is the whole positioning of it all. And I started thinking about that and I, I dug some, you know, further into that. And I found Deuteronomy eight, two, which says, remember how the Lord, your God led you all the way in the wilderness for these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. And I started digging a little deeper into this. And I was thinking, you know, when God puts us, you know, through wildernesses, sometimes we think, God, why are you doing this to me? And it's actually like, what are you doing for me? And a lot of our seasons of wildernesses is actually to, to prove to yourself what you're capable of. And it, whenever he says to humble and test you, a lot of times we're very dependent on the Lord in our wilderness. And I think it, it, like I said, it kind of creates a surrendering moment where you can hear directly from God. Um, and you grow closer to him through those seasons. Yep. Also just want to add, like, I do feel like we can, in a sense, prolong our wilderness season if we aren't mm. obedient. And if we don't reach out to the Lord and seek him, you know, yeah. for instance, like the Israelites, they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Do you want to know how long their journey, if you look on a map should have actually taken them, if they were walking on foot, it should have taken them 11 days. It yeah. took them 40 years and it's because they kept doubting God. Yep. So what does that tell us? Like trust God through our wilderness season, reach out to him, be obedient when he makes things clear to us. And sometimes that means stepping out on a leap of faith. You know, another thing that I think about is Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. Obviously the number 40 is very prevalent in the Bible yep. for some reason, yes, it is. but he was in the wilderness for 40 days when he was, you know, tempted by the devil. And the reason I point this out is because I want to show you that there's nothing wrong with you. If you're in a wilderness season, think about how perfect Jesus was perfect, flawless, sinless, yet he was in his wilderness for 40 days. Okay. Yep. So if you're in a season of wilderness, just know that even the most perfect of perfect humans also went through a season of wilderness. Did you know that his season of wilderness actually came right after he was baptized? Ooh, Yeah. So he, he was baptized by John the Baptist and that's whenever he went and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And I think it just goes to show like Satan will come at you when you are on fire for God, when everything is going good. And I think that whole scenario of Jesus being tempted, I mean, Satan came at him, I think it was three three different times. And he just kept wanting to test God or test Jesus and saying like, you know, come on this one time, just given this one time, just given this one time. And Jesus, you know, obviously being Jesus, you know, said no, but I think what's really cool is that we also have that power to say no. And we have that power to stand up and say, not today, you know, and, and know that Satan does not have power over your, over you in your wilderness. But typically a lot of times wilderness seasons come when things are wonderful. And I think that's just life, unfortunately, but I think it's really cool how Jesus himself, he just got baptized. He's about to do all these miracles. You know, he's starting his ministry truly. And first thing that happens is he goes into the wilderness and gets tested by Satan, you know? Yeah. What are three actual applicable steps that 
I can apply if I'm in a wilderness season. Like we can talk about this. We can be encouraged. That's great. But like, okay, realistically, how do I deal with this? Okay. So Jordan and I have come up with what we believe are the three proven steps to assure that your waiting season is not wasted. That's the thing you don't want to do during your wilderness. You don't want to mope around feeling sorry for yourself. Yes. It's perfectly normal to be emotional and to feel your emotions and be sad sometimes and to be angry or impatient sometimes, but let's yeah. not waste the, the wilderness season. Because like yeah. we've said, it's a, it can be a beautiful time. So here are your three proven steps to assure your waiting season is not wasted. Step one, isolate. Step two, pray. And step three, obey. Isolate, pray, and obey. Yeah. So isolate. This one, I think, was one of my biggest aha moments for me. Um, whenever I was doing 75 hard, and if you don't know what that is, just Google it. It's basically like a fitness challenge. Um, but you have to do two workouts a day, one being outside. So every single day for 75 days straight, I had to go outside. And for me, I feel like walking outside by myself with like my music, I was like, okay, that would be fine. But what actually happened, I kind of just started turning off the music. I started pausing the music and I started just listening outside and like watching cars pass by. But what actually happened was God started putting, I mean, ideas. And I started a notes that was actually like, just filling everything in of thoughts. And it was because whenever I was alone and I was isolated, I had no distractions. I felt like God could just really, truly speak to me. And he gave me so many confirmations and, and comfort during that time. But I don't think that happens whenever we're distracted, you know, by, by life, you know, by our phones, especially I feel like we could just hop on our phones, sure. you know, 12 hours out of the day. And so I definitely feel like isolation was so good. And Jesus went alone a lot. I mean, he definitely would isolate himself and go and up, you know, on the Be mount, the up in the mountains. Yep. And he would do that alone, um, completely alone. And so I definitely feel like isolation is something you definitely, definitely should do. And I say go outside just because I feel like there's something about the air and the sun on you and like actually getting to feel God's creation while he's talking to you, I think is really, it's really, it's beautiful, honestly. And it's something that I I ended up enjoying doing whenever I was doing that. I I definitely have kept that in my, my daily walk. Yeah. Literally. So for me, like, honestly, the enemy tried to tempt me with, um, like not isolating myself once I got married. Um, when I was single, I had, you know, so much alone time. And so I had no reason not to isolate, no reason not to go be alone and pray and write down my prayers, things like that. And then once I got married, it was like, okay, now I'm sharing a living space with someone else. And it was just a lot easier to not do that every single day. Um, but like God has shown me, like, it is so important to go be with him. Like if even Jesus needed to go be alone with the father, how much more important, how much more important is it for us to do that, you know? So whether you have kids or a husband or roommates, whatever it is, like seriously do everything in your power to, even if it's five minutes, spend five minutes alone every day with the Lord. Um, and for me, the way that I do that is I just have a little corner set up with a chair, a comfy chair and a blanket and a heater, but my devotional, my Bible in the corner of one of my, my guest rooms. Yeah. And And I was, I was going to add this I was going to add this last note with isolation. 
I think this is the hardest when you are dating and when you do have husband or kids, Mm -hmm. um, like for me, the isolation period, whenever I'm single is so much easier. And then it's like one person comes in, one thing comes in and I'm like, Oh no, Oh no. It's like my quiet time immediately gets derailed a little bit. And so I definitely feel like figure out when the best part of your, you know, the time of the day is for you where no matter if you decide to get a boyfriend or if you have kids or you get married, like when can this still be your time with God? And honestly, it's a priority. Like it is, it's not something that is easy. I think, I think that's kind of the misconception with quiet time is that it should just be easy, but it's, I don't think it is. I think it's actually quite sometimes challenging to, to fit it in, but that, I think that's the point. It's that you're saying, God, I'm making you a priority every single day, whether it's morning time, nighttime, midday on your lunch, just get on your drive to work. Like literally use your time in the car, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I've noticed for me, like, I mean, I think this is applicable, applicable to everyone. If you're a wife now, or if you have kids now, or if you're dating now, like, yes, it's important no matter your relationship status or your life status, job status, whatever, but like how much more important or not even how much more important, but how much even more valuable could this time be, you know, for you with the Lord, when you are living out those different roles, you know, Yep. for me, I am not as good of a wife when I'm not spending alone time with the Lord as I am when I'm spending time with God, because guess what? When I get alone with the Lord without my husband next to me, that's when God can convict me of ways that, you know, I've sinned sinful thoughts, sinful, you know, words wouldn't, ways that he can show me how to love my husband better. And I don't get that when I'm go, go, go. And, you know, around my husband all the time, around people all the time, that only comes when I'm just in the quiet alone with the Lord. And I feel like the Lord honors us. I hate to use the word sacrificing, but like sacrificing that portion of our time to him, almost like he blesses our tithes. You know, we give 10% of our tithes of our income first to our church. We give 10%, whatever percentage it is of our time each day to him. And he will multiply that. Absolutely. Well, once I realized, you know, how God speaks to me, I feel like being able to pray over it and journal it was so important because, Mm -hmm. and we can kind of go into our next point. Whenever I was on those walks, I kept my phone out. Whenever I felt like he would give me something, I would just write it down because I was like, like, I guess we could talk about this now, but I decided to write a book and it's in the making, but that came from almost a year ago. He was like, you're going to write a book. And I was like, yeah, right. I can't even text people without a, you know, a grammatical error. And so I was like, I would be the last person that should be writing a book, but I wrote it down. And over this past year, he just kept giving me more topics and more visions and, and more confirmation. And so sometimes God will give you something in your isolation period that is actually not meant to happen right away. Yes. Preach. Yeah. Like it's actually supposed to be something that is just planted and he will qualify you over the time, however long that needs to be. Um, and so I think with praying, definitely just pray for the will of how it should be done. Because I know for me, whenever I get some visions or some confirmation from God, I'm like, yes, let's go. This is it. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is exactly what I want. And then you, you basically take full control. And he's like, okay, we're not quite ready just yet, you know? And so definitely just pray over it and journal your thoughts and keep, keep record. Cause I think you'll start to see what God is actually doing in your life during those times. For sure. And like something to add to that is 
instead of like asking the Lord to give you this whole vision of this whole plan and like exactly, you know, all the things that are about to happen, just ask him simply, Lord, give me my very next step, not the whole plan, not what's going to, you know, happen when this wilderness season is over, not how I'm going to get out of this wilderness season, but what is my next step? That's good. That's really good. Okay. So obey. I think this is a big one. I feel like it's a lot easier said than done. If I'm being honest, the way I see this though, is that, you know, God still gives us free will. I mean, he is going to put opportunities in front of you. And I think kind of like I was saying previously, if you haven't prayed over it, you, you kind of are are taking things into your own hands. And so that's why you can't just isolate and obey and you need to have the pray in there so that, you know, when the right timing, you know, timing should be, and there will be confirmation in that, but definitely with obeying, I feel like I have a perfect example of this. I mean, walking away from MLM, I mean, Mm -hmm. that did not feel right to me but it felt yes, right in God's plan. And I was like, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'll be real. I kind of tested God in that season. I was like, God, if this is right, you know, give me a sign. And I'm not saying that's how we should even do things. But I, in that season, I was like, Lord, I need, I need a sign from you that this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and he did that. Um, and he gave me that sign. And I was like, okay, here we go. I'm going to do this. And even when leaving my previous employer, I was hysterically crying like I, cause I, it was a shift out of this comfort where I was like, Lord, I'm not ready for someone who loves change. I'm actually not, I, I struggle with change and that's because I like to be good at what I do. I think I like that comfort of knowing that I'm doing well. And every time there's a season of change and you have to obey with what God's calling you to do, you're stepping out of this comfort place of I know what I'm doing. I know nothing will go wrong. Everything is good. And now you're saying, I don't know. I don't know what that next step looks like, but how incredible God is, is that when it is God's timing, he takes care of you full every time, you know, full through everything that you could possibly be like worrying about, um, stressing about if you fully just surrender that and obey with what he's asking you to do, he takes care he takes care of it all. Yeah. And like, while we're talking about that, I went through the same thing when I left MLM and I was so terrified y'all. Like I had a mortgage, I had bills. Like I was, you know, I wouldn't say terrified because there was like the sense of peace and calm and trust at the same time. But like my human side Mm. of me wanted to be terrified, but let me tell you, that's good. Not one time in the past few years, have I been without food or water or clothing? God has Amen. always provided. Everyone who had bills has been have been paid. Were there times when I was like, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to have the money for this in time? Yeah, but you know what? He showed up. Yeah. And because of those struggles, it it made me so much more dependent on him and it gave him the opportunity to prove to me that he is my provider, that he is my yeah. God. And it made me care so much less about material things and wealth, because guess what? In that season where it was just God that I, that I had to rely on, he proved to me that he's all that I really truly need. And he'll do the same for you. Well, I was going to say, you said something so good and I don't want to miss over it. You said you had so much peace and like your, your, your flesh was scared. And I, I feel that on such a personal level because every single time I've had this like, oh my goodness moment of like, what am I doing? That was my flesh saying you're doing something that you don't normally do. But there was, there really was a piece. Like when I stepped away from MLM, 
there was like this fresh breath of air that kind of re-entered me. And I was like, wow, I, I didn't realize that the comfort zone that I thought I was in was actually causing discomfort to my future. Like it wasn't aligning anymore. And I couldn't see that because I wasn't on path with what God was calling me to do. So then when I realigned with him, he did, he gave that peace. He gave that comfort. Same thing. When I left my previous employer, I was like, what am I doing? I was crying. I was so sad, but I felt like I could breathe again. You know, I felt like, yeah, for sure. No, there is, there is the peace and comfort that came with that. And I just want to touch on that because I definitely think there's definitely confirmation from God when it's right in some sort of way, like it's there for sure. This is definitely like just really big on my heart right now. I just want to throw out there that Jordan nor I are against MLM in any capacity. MLM did literally amazing things for both of us. And we think it's a great opportunity. If that's what God is calling you to do. The reason, the only reason that we bring it up is because that's our personal stories and what God was leading us out of to lead us into what he had for us. Now I'm forever grateful. Yes. Praise God. Like I would not have so many things in my life. Anyway. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure that I put that out there. (laughs) Yeah. So if you are an MLMer, we love you. We support you. You go girl, go get them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So back to the peace thing really quick. Um, when we say, you know, isolate, pray, obey, I definitely think that there is power in getting affirmation before Mm -hmm. you necessarily like step out on a leap of faith and obey. Definitely. Like anytime that we feel like the Lord is telling us to do something, absolutely. Like we are to take steps into that. However, I do believe that he gives us wisdom and discernment. And I think that there's very specific ways that he does that. And I think one of the ways is through him confirming through like wise, trusted people that are in your life. So like before you just go and quit your job or walk away from a company, you know, make sure that, um, God has confirmed in multiple different ways. And we'll talk more about this on different podcasts, but make sure he's confirmed in multiple ways that like, this is the right decision for me. When I walked away from my MLM career, God had confirmed it through my personal close mentors who I I had been confiding in and asked to pray for me and pray with me. He had confirmed it in them and through just the things that they, he put on their heart to speak into my life. He confirmed it through my own prayer life, through, I would look back on my journals, through all the prayers and the thoughts that I've been having. And those thoughts have been consistent. Those feelings have been consistent month after month after month. He confirmed it through sermons at church. He confirmed it in multiple different ways. And all of those things also lined up with what I was reading in scripture. So, okay. So like, if you ever feel like, oh, God's told me to do something and it doesn't align with the word of God, it is not God telling you to do it. That is not the yeah. Lord. <laughs> it never is. His word so is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. He never changes. So that's an automatic, like, and eh, that wasn't yep. really from God because the enemy will try to deceive you. So I just want to make sure that, you know, before you just take our advice, well, Jordan and Cindy told me to just obey what I felt <laughs> God was telling me to do. No, no, no. We're saying yeah. like, that's why we say isolate, pray, and you may need to isolate and pray and isolate and pray and isolate and pray and isolate and pray and, isolate and, pray and oh, then obey. <laughs> you absolutely. Know? And I'm not saying that like delay your obedience because I believe delayed obedience is disobedience, but you need, and I need to make sure that God has affirmed it through his word, through prayer, yep. through a personal trusted, you know, there's so many proverbs that talk about walking with the wise. Okay. And how yep. we need to get wisdom from otherwise people. So just make sure that it's confirmed before you yeah. 
do something drastic. <laughs> and that's so good. And I, I think when we talk about obey, you'll know when God's asking you to walk. I don't know. I yes. feel like there's a peace. The, yes. And there's like this very kind of fork in the road moment. And maybe not, it's not like that every single time, but God does give us free will. And I think that's probably the, the hardest part is knowing, is this me or God? And I think that's the big question mark. But like Sydney was saying, if you isolate and pray, isolate and pray, isolate and pray over and over again, he will speak so clearly. The reason most of the times we can't make decisions, I feel like is because we're not isolating and we're not praying over the decisions. And when we're, yeah. when we're kind of in this season of wilderness, we're just all trying to control it ourselves and we're stuck. We feel stuck and we feel lost and we feel all of the negative emotions when in reality, if we were to isolate and pray, which is why we feel like those are two very, very important things to do. You're going to be able to obey a lot quicker and easier and it will feel, it might still feel scary. Let's be real, but like you'll have that peace that follows for sure. Absolutely. Yep. So let's kind of go into our soul assignment for, you know, for this week. So obviously isolate, pray, obey. We felt like it was really important for you to take at least 15, 30 minutes to just be by yourself, like get away. Um, I say, I say, take a walk. Yeah. Take away or take a walk outside. Now, I don't know what y'all's weather's like right now, but use discernment Mm. um, on this, but try and get outside and just spend 15, 30 minutes, put your phone away. Like I even encourage, like, don't listen to anything or play like acoustic worship with no words, have no words coming through and just pray before you go and just say, Lord, speak to me. Like, just talk to me, you know, and just have a conversation, have a conversation with God, pray to God, talk about what's going on in your life. Like pretend like you're on FaceTime with one of your best friends and you're just catching up, like go talk to God and just spend that intimate time with him. I think that is going to be a huge change in just how you see, see your week going for sure. Absolutely. Do you have anything? Yeah. Peaceful piano. That is my favorite prayer wall. Uh, almost said podcast. What's it called? Playlist. Uh, Playlist. (laughs) Peaceful Um, piano, peaceful guitar. Yeah. I also use, it actually is called acoustic instrumental worship. You can also use, it's basically piano, acoustic guitar, and there's no words. It's just you know, just the music. Um, what I would also encourage you to do is whenever you come back from your walk, pull out your notes or, or if you have a journal and just write down some things, maybe you write down like what you're Mm -hmm. thankful for, what you feel like God was, you know, telling you and just start keeping record of when God speaks to you, because it will start happening a lot more often, the more that you do it. So I'll go ahead and close this out in prayer, but first I just want to say thank you so much for listening. My friend, We are so glad that you joined us. We hope that you got so much out of this and we hope you will join us next week. And next week we'll be chatting about. Yeah. Next week is the seven joy sucking lies. You need to quit believing immediately. So I am so pumped about this. This is good stuff. All right. So go ahead and pray over us. Oh, dear heavenly father. I lift up the woman listening to this right now. I pray over her season of wilderness, over her season of waiting, that she will be encouraged, not discouraged, Lord, that she will grow in patience, not impatience, Lord, that she will, um, that you will fill her with, with the joy of the Lord, that the joy of the Lord will be her strength and that you will show her God, how to make that time to isolate and pray so she can obey father, show her how to carve that time into her schedule. If she isn't already doing that. And just let her 
be filled with your presence. Let her be filled with your wisdom as she does spend this time with you. Speak to her about her very next move. God, whatever the next step is for her in her season of wilderness, her season of waiting, whatever that looks like. And um, I just thank you for making her life very, very fruitful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.